This is TMBC. We're just like having bacon. Are you out of your fucking mind? They got my dick missing! Is that dirty enough for you? I don't know if you know this, but I don't speak Russian! Well, hello, beautiful. I told you those savages couldn't be trusted. This all seems horrible. What is the point of all those push-ups if you can't even lift a bloody log? Give me a fat beat to beat my bosses. <laughs> Time to nut up or shut up. Let the games begin. Suit up, grab your infinity gems and power rings. We've got a podcast to save. Here are your hosts. Mitch O'Dell. Matthew. Rocket Raccoon. Rachel Pedersen. And I'm Jason. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Man, I need to know my Twitter handle so that I can give that out at the end. Yeah, we can, we can, we can give out Twitter handles and publicize whatever upcoming events and novels you've been working on. Uh, today we've got some glorious and interesting topics for everybody. <laughs> um, so, so there were a lot of trailers released pretty recently. Uh, we've got, let's see, Ant-Man, Batman v Superman, Fantastic Four, and Star Wars. Am I missing any? No? Awesome. I wasn't really listening. You weren't really listening. That's good. That's good participation. Um, what did everyone think about the uh, the new Ant-Man trailer, the second trailer? Uh, let's start with you, Mitch. Loved it. Loved it. The train scene was everything. And then, man, Yellow Jacket's outfit. Amazing. It looks like something Tony Stark would have designed, honestly. Oh, it, yeah. It, and I, I mean, it, we're getting the sense that... Uh, the character that Corey Stoll is playing, Yellow Jacket, that he is kind of a Tony Stark-like person. You know, he's he's got whatever big company that Ant-Man has to go in and uh, steal the probably the Ant-Man suit or Pym Particle plans from. Seems to me like he may be government. Could be. Which would add an interesting dynamic to it, that especially would. with his character from House of Cards being government. Absolutely. Is there... so? I know that Ant-Man's been kind of a movie that a lot of people have been uh, a little more hesitant to, to get behind or support. Is, there, is anyone in this group a little more hesitant about Ant-Man than they're letting on? A little bit more what? Hesitant about Ant-Man. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> actually, I was, I, I don't know, I didn't, get a, I didn't get like a super excited vibe watching the trailer like mm. I have with other previous Marvel. What do you think's missing from it that, that would normally get you excited that Ant-Man isn't providing so far? I don't think there was necessarily anything missing from it. More just that it just didn't seem to have a lot of juice to it. Yeah, yeah. I understand, and and kind of. I think I think a big part of that is this. This is one of the first Marvel movies that hasn't really had necessarily a lot of uh, star power behind. It. I mean, they've got Paul Rudd, but I don't think anyone's lining up to movies to see Paul Rudd. Whereas well, with my wife is so really. She, oh yeah, she counts right. I wow. am. <laughs> you are you okay? Well, then I was completely he's dreamy, wrong. dude. He Come is on. dreamy. Oh no, yeah. Is Paul, he really re- dreamy? It, oh, he's dreamy people, yeah. because he's funny, and Scott Lang is funny, and so I think it's perfect. That's right. It, he, no, I think the casting is perfect. I think yeah. Paul Rudd's going to be an awesome Scott Lang. I I'm a little less on the side of Paul Rudd actually. I'm 
Like, as much as I think it is a good idea, you know, Scott Lang is kind of a funny character and Paul Rudd is kind of funny. I've never really, like, when I watch Anchorman, I'm not like, man, Paul Rudd was so funny in Anchorman. Yeah, but Anchorman was not that great of a movie. Well, but, yeah. Wait. I beg to differ. <laughs> Hold on. Anchorman wasn't that great of a movie. No. I like the first one, not the second one. The second one was terrible. Well, yeah, I mean, that goes without saying. But the first Anchorman, you didn't like the first Anchorman? No. I did not. Wow. Reason? Or just generally... I just have no sense of humor, I guess. No sense of humor. Well, then what's... <laughs> you suck, Matt. What's a Paul Rudd comedy that, that everyone is kind of super behind? You know, just I just watched one... Uh, 40-year-old virgin. No, I just watched one the other day. It was... Oh, shit, I can't remember the name. It was uh, him and the guy from uh, How I Met Your Mother. Neil Patrick Harris? No. Um... The guy I that plays Ted? Or, oh, um, oh, Jason, Jason, Jason Siegel. Siegel, yeah. The two of them. Uh, something like... I Love You, Man? I Love You, Man. Yeah. And that was hilarious. I like that movie. He was I funny. I've actually seen that movie. Yeah, it's worth watching. It's good. It's like a good it. movie. Is it on Netflix? I do not know. No. no. Damn it. Anyway, Ant-Man. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it, honestly. Like, I, I liked the, the moment, like, you know, the Thomas the Train moment. I like how... They, they go from showing, like, a super awesome action scene or whatever. It's like they're fighting, this crazy stuff's going on, and then it just zooms out, and they're fighting on a fucking train set. You know, like, it's it's pretty clever, I think. I think there will be a lot of interesting moments like that that kind of play with the fact that he is tiny, and it's kind of ridiculous that he is a superhero who... If they play up how ridiculous it is, mm-hmm. I think that'll make it a lot better. Well, so that, I guess that was uh, my thing when I watched the trailer, is it didn't really get a vibe as to what type of movie they were trying to put up. It was like, is this a funny... Like making fun of itself, comedy, or is this a little bit more serious? The trailers do kind of go back and forth. It didn't that. really have that sort of, you know. <clears throat> this is what you're gonna get when you see. Like when you saw the trailer for Guardians, you were like, "Oh, okay, I know what I'm gonna get." Yeah. And, and it excelled at what that was plus more. Whereas this one's like, I don't really know what to expect. Is it going to be worthwhile? I don't know. We'll see. It will be interesting with the directing changes, too. Yeah, that part. And I, I'm really curious. Like, And I, I hope that somebody, whether it's Joss Whedon, Edgar Wright, somebody who was involved with that project from the beginning, I hope somebody after the movie comes out says exactly, you know, or, or, or kind of comments on how much of Edgar Wright's original script they kept and how much they changed and what the specific points are that they changed. Because that's honestly my biggest point of curiosity is he was with Marvel working on Ant-Man, from 2005 up until last year, and then somehow suddenly something changed that he just wanted to drop out because of you know creative differences or whatever. I really want to know what thing it was that Marvel wanted to happen that he wouldn't allow to happen. I would imagine that it probably he had if he had been built, working on it for that long, mm-hmm. he was not working on the film as a part of a cinematic universe. Well, and the, they're. And I would assume that they were probably trying to add more into it so it would tie into the rest of the universe. According, according to what comments. they've said, um, it was that it was originally the plan that Ant-Man would kick off the cinematic universe, but they decided that more people could get behind Iron Man than could get behind Ant-Man, like which Iron is, Man and Hulk. Which is probably a smart idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think Ant-Man would have been good at all to start this entire franchise behind um, but yeah, I mean, and it very well could be that where when he was like, you know, when they were writing it as the first movie of a cinematic universe, he was sort of setting the rules, whereas now he's got to follow all the rules and that could be, that could very well be the, the issue. I just, I really hope that somebody says, you know, where sort of the difference is, you know, after the movie's released and what is different from, from his script to, uh, to Adam McKay's script. Sure. With um, Joss's comments, I'm curious on if he's seen it yet because 
I've been pretty high on Ant-Man up until I read Joss's comments, and mm-hmm. that, that did get me a little bit worried about it. Yeah. What were Joss's comments? He was talking about how Edgar Wright's script was the most Marvel script yeah. that's come out to date. and The best Marvel script, that, or the best script that Marvel has had so far, is what Joss yeah. Whedon said. And oh, really? he sounded pretty disappointed that Edgar Wright wasn't still on the project. Oh. He was. He uh, he posted a, a picture of the Cornetto when uh, when Edgar Wright was announced that he dropped out of the project. He just posted a picture of it and said something about supporting him or whatever. I can't remember the exact comment. But speaking of Josh Whedon, though, that that kind of forays into our next trailer. Um, did you hear his comments about Batman v Superman and his opinion on directing Batman? I didn't read exactly, but I, I actually did read that. that. He loved it. No, I heard that he didn't love it. No, he he said that he that he absolutely loved the the trailer for Batman v Superman. Oh, what did I? What? Did, oh, sorry. I guess I'm sort of off tangent here. But no, go ahead. I, I I did read something that was that said. Uh, um, somebody was talking about it and was in more of a negative light. Yeah, that how are you going to make a Batman versus Superman movie interesting? Oh, I think I think that was um, like you Chris posed. Evans and Jeremy Renner. No. Maybe I think it was yeah because it was it was in their it was in their interview and the interviewer asked them you know like this trailer's come out and it seems like Civil War and uh, and Batman v Superman have very similar you know themes or whatever huh. um, and then they kind of and then Chris Evans was sort of like you know I I don't get how that's going to work you know it'd be over in a second whatever the typical oh yeah argument. I did read that but. The, I guess the more interesting thing, so first of all, Joss Whedon was totally like on board with it. He's like, yeah, I love watching the, the DC movies. I love seeing their take on things. I love how different they are from ours. Mm-hmm. But then he also said that he would absolutely love to direct Batman someday. Hmm. What would you think of a Joss Whedon-directed Batman movie? And I, uh, I guess really more than that, how do you think it would differ from what we've seen so far? That would be interesting because he's got a more light take on his projects than absolutely. what we've seen from Batman. At least... Since <clears throat> clear back the Adam West. Yeah. Can I add a third option in there? Do we yes. need another Batman movie? I say we always need more Batman movies, but I'm probably... I, I don't think I'm in the Matt. minority, but I think I'm in the minority of comic book fans because it kind of hogs the screen time that we could be using to watch other superheroes. Well, and we've... I don't know. I mean, we've had such a gauntlet of what Batman movies could be. Well, are rather are. Why... Yeah, exactly. Why spend the time trying to create another one that may or may not resemble the same thing and probably have very similar plot schematics as the other ones do? It's still the same character, Batman. And he's sort Although of, it could be argued that Nolan's Batman wasn't really Batman. But it I was Batman it. because it was, it was called Batman. Well, yes, but as far as, <laughs> I mean, when you're talking about the character... I think that Nolan's trilogy was missing a lot of defining traits from the Batman character, the the detective skills that he's developed, the the actual mechanical oh, know-how sh- that he has. Sure, you know, just him as a character. But but I I do understand what you're saying. Like we've had fucking right, like, seven, but, and we got what you're talking about in other old Batman movies. Mm-hmm. So now we've got these. You've got two very different takes on the same character. Yeah. I'd like to yeah, see absolutely. Warner Brothers up their game and do more characters too, because well, so I guess they've that's shown I mean. that's all they can be successful. I guess in, that's is doing what I mean. Batman, you, movie. you know, we have now we have news of you know a Flash movie that mm-hmm. could be something written special. by Phil Lord. No, and exactly. Chris Miller, yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, that could be awesome. And so why? I, just, I don't. Know. Sorry, I'm not trying to. No, you're fine. Poo poo all over Batman. No, but 
there's plenty of ba- there's enough Batman in the world. I do want to see other things. You absolutely are entitled to your opinion. That. And this I'll is a safe a place. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm scared, guys. <laughs> okay, sorry, it's not. A Rachel's. I I have seen Rocket Raccoon <laughs> <laughs> giving. <laughs> Rocket, same because thing. Because we have two Rachels here. Um, I've seen you obviously being very disapproving of the idea of another Batman movie. Yes. What are your thoughts, Rachel? I'm not a Batman fan. You're not at all? No. Didn't even like the Nolan trilogy. I did, actually. You know? I really liked the last one, too. I was quite surprised with it. But other than that, I don't really care. Yeah. You don't want to see a Ben Affleck Batman movie solo? I really don't. Okay. But I don't know. It might be good. Yeah. He might be a really good Batman. No, and I... I do understand the Batman exhaustion because he's been <laughs> omnipresent in yes. in comic books and in movies and everything and and you know they they start this Justice League franchise and they've got to throw him in right away. I mean I understand that. Well, I mean so they I mean they could even switch it up and do, you know, what's the uh, Nightwing or something like that. I would love to have a Nightwing movie if I they asked that. a Batman movie for a Nightwing movie. Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean it's like yeah we've we, we we've been down that road. I want me some Dick Grayson. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> but, uh, no, so, moving right along from that topic, Batman versus Superman, the new, the new teaser came out. Um, initial thoughts, reactions, I mean, and I know we're talking about Batman exhaustion, maybe a bad time, but... No, I think it's a perfect time. Yeah, uh, I, so, I mean, me personally, and I, I am probably the, the bigger DC fan in the, in the group right now, you but... You may be the only one. Yeah. I may be the only one. <laughs> yeah. But being a lifelong DC fan, it's getting me excited. Um, and, and more than just the fact that it is, you know, the first time Batman and Superman have been on screen together in a live action movie. But I think the bigger thing that's getting me excited about this movie is that it is so tonally different from the Marvel movies that I think it, it makes it a little more refreshing because you can go from a movie like Ant-Man sure. or, or Deadpool or whatever, you know, and, and the, all the superhero movies have such a, a different array of of moods and settings for for the stories that they're telling and so i think it makes it a lot less likely for people to sort of get that superhero exhaustion that everyone's so worried it's going to happen how the bubble's going to burst at some point and i think the more that they diversify the 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 better or the less likely that is but that's why i'm excited because i mean the the action and everything looks good and in a Zack snyder movie you're going to get good action but i think more than that it's just the fact that it is so tonally different but i mean what what do you guys think about it good bad what uh, I, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Zach, it's a Zack Snyder movie, period. And then you can add on, oh, by the way, Batman and Superman are in the, are in the film. And mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's track record, and my, for, personally, I, is beautifully filmed. The cinematography's lovely. The, I mean, he, the films look great. And so a good Zack Snyder movie experience for me is doing something else and having the TV on mute and watching the images. And with the That's difference fair. between I, like the Superman and the Batman scenes in that trailer, you can see a definite contrast, especially if you compare it like Man of Steel, where Man of Steel was definitely more dark. It was washed looking. out color-wise, yeah. yeah. It was... I, I, I like the I mean, trailer I like a that. lot. I like that. That 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 sort of color spectrum. I mean, that's yeah. The th- one of the sepia tone. Yeah, type. that's one of uh, one of the things that appealed to me about when I watched the Man of Steel is like uh, the color spectrum was great. 
Yeah. I but. liked it until I saw that change where they made it brighter. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, man, that's the Superman I want to see. Yeah. I, I didn't have a complaint about it until I heard everyone else complaining about it. And I think it swayed my opinion a little bit. So call me one to give into peer I pressure. I didn't complain but. until they changed it and I saw <laughs> it. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, it's- shit, this is what I want to see. It is a little jarring to see the set photos of Henry Cavill in like this bright blue outfit with like this super red logo and all that crap, and then you watch the movie and you're like, "Oh wow, that's because well, the comics are very bright." Yeah, so I think so, I would rather see that than well, and with the CD contrast with Batman, absolutely. Batman. That's what I liked about the Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire is mm. how bright they were. Yeah, well, and even I mean, well, I guess the first Amazing Spider-Man not quite as much, but Amazing Spider-Man Two was super bright and like the. Yeah. I thought that movie, and like there were plenty of things wrong with Amazing Spider-Man 2, but the thing that I liked about that movie was when when he was in the Spider-Man suit and when he's swinging around the city, you feel that like excitement, that joy. They've got the Danny Elfman music playing, and like it, it, it just captured it so perfectly, along with the completely just like classic original costume, bright colors and everything. Like it, it felt like Spider-Man, and I think that's sort of the same thing that they should be doing with Superman is, is yeah, brightening it up, capturing the mood that, that keeps people reading the comics. So, so So. in that same vein, so, and you probably know this more than I do just because I haven't paid any attention to it. Mm -hmm. The first movie was sort of lambasted for having the, him being incredibly destructive and not sort of acting as a Superman would act. So is the next film a response intentionally to that? Was he like, oh, people hated, people dislike my film, so I'm going to mm-hmm. have the next Batman v Superman be a direct follow to that, or is, was that planned from the get go? And that, that's an interesting point. It's it's hard. That's one thing that's very hard to tell um, because I mean, we don't know when necessarily that decision was made. I think that regardless of how the decision made. I'm glad that it was made because really like, honestly, I don't care how we get there as long as we get there. And so whether, whether or not that was his original idea, but the fact that he does react to the fan, you know, the fan reaction, people being like, well, what the hell, you know, I mean, he's not even protecting his city. If that's his reaction to it, that he goes, Oh, they're right. And instead of being George Lucas about it, Right. And and just going further <laughs> over the edge and being like, no, fuck you guys. Now he destroys the entire planet and we have to go and live on Mars or some shit, you know, like I'm glad that he responds and, and goes, they're right. Brighten up Superman, you know, make him suffer for, for, you know, allowing so many people and, and so much destruction to happen. Um, but I don't think we'll ever know if that was a response or the sure. original idea. So I'm going to guess it was a response because when I first watched Man of Steel, I didn't get the impression that a lot of people did where he was just not caring yeah. about the city i thought that's, he was trying to protect it and that's funny that's <clears> the <throat> first thing that came into my mind when i walked out of the yeah. theater i was like that did not feel like a superman movie to me i was i was the same with mitch in the point that like i i didn't notice that it was like oh he's he's not keeping the fight away from the city i i didn't notice that until people started bitching about it um when well, you didn't either. like but, man of steel yeah. matt did you same like i said there i i i've Gone and watched Man of Steel without audio, and it's gorgeous. It's a, I mean, it is Zach's, a great looking movie. Zack Snyder makes really good looking movies with minimal substance and kind of shitty plots. So when he writes them, yeah, and that, I think that's the biggest problem. Is See, that, and I loved sure. Man of Steel. It was my favorite Superman probably since the Christopher Reeve Superman Two. Yeah, but I, I mean that. 
That's it is kind of a I low bar assume... after that. Superman three, Superman four, and Superman Returns were all pretty, uh, pretty shoddy. Superman and I'm not movies. a Superman guy. I hate Superman. Yeah. It's for to me, have that on my shelf, it pulled me pretty far because I'm not a Superman guy at all. So, yeah, I. It left me the same way. Like when I walked, when I initially walked out of the theater, I felt the same way I did after watching Thor. It's like that was pretty good. wasn't exactly what I imagined. It didn't feel quite like all the comics I've read with him in it, but it wasn't a bad movie. Sure, it wasn't like when I walked out of Amazing Spider-Man Two, and my childhood had just been crushed. <laughs> yeah, I I wasn't awake enough to know that because <laughs> I fell asleep during Amazing Spider-Man Two. I'm in the minority that actually I enjoyed Amazing Spider-Man Two yeah, a lot. I didn't mind it. Oh, I liked when they killed off Gwen. But there was so many things that I disliked about it. Yeah. That well, and so did, that that brings up kind of a, a sort of a fun, uh, not a fun topic, but an interesting one. Well, wait, wait, wait. Let's, I, I still have Superman, Batman. Go for it. Before we jump, before we before, before we jump, jump topics. before we jump ship. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Um, I'll just jot it down. My other uh, thought regarding the trailer is sort of more of a concern for the film itself. So we've got this, we've got, we've got a defined Superman. We had a sort of a Superman, we had Man of Steel mm-hmm. that defined what Superman we can expect. But we were, and just, this kind of ties in what we were just talking about. What Batman do we expect? What Batman are we going to get? How are they going to set up I... a, a bat, uh, some sort of a Batman with the, with, with four, four, right? Four different actors having played Batman in the last 20 years. Well, yeah. another question that goes with that: Why the fuck does he have a gun? What do you mean? Oh, have in you never trailer. read? Have you never read The Dark Knight Returns? Yeah, no. he's he's all sorts of gunny. So, well, so in Dark Knight Returns, that that sniper rifle that he's holding is a um, is for a tightrope. He shoots a tightrope across two buildings and walks it because mm-hmm. in in The Dark Knight Returns, okay, Two Face is bombing these two buildings and he has to stop. And that both panel them. looks gorgeous in that. Absolutely. Because it's like in that where they put, do you bleed? And it's like, does he just have this sniper rifle where he's going to shoot the guy? Because Batman's always come across as the guy that doesn't kill people. So so are they using the... I know that the Dark Knight trilogy is not, Mm. quote, canon for this. But are they still going to base it sort of off the same type of Batman? No. So this this will be, uh, as far as inspiration goes... I think that we can fully expect this to be 100% Frank Miller Batman. Um, so how? So so I guess that that then raises my question: mm-hmm. How are we going to set that up? This is an old Batman. This is an old Batman who has been um, at it for years, right? Who it like just like in the Dark Knight Returns, he was still kind of a myth. It was something that people talked about, but no one really knew anyone that had or knew whether or not anyone had ever actually seen him. So you could almost look at the movies that have come out previously as legend. You sort of could. And that and that's kind of the nice thing is that they're not they're not fully discounting them even though if you're if you're actually tracing continuity or something you're not ever going to get to the Nolan trilogy. It's right. something that people can ex- accept like oh those you know like the casual movie going audience can walk into Batman v Superman and somewhat assume that this is a continuation of it mm-hmm. without being bound to the story of it. Sure. Um, and then I guess the other concern I have is this is also a Justice League launch, right? Yeah, this is the first, um, yeah, basically the first Justice League movie almost, or, or really the latter half of it, and probably some, some few cameos will relate to the Justice League. So, yeah, so I guess that's my concern. So when we had, 
and maybe I'm just basing it too much off the Marvel model, but mm-hmm. when we hit the Mar- when we hit the Avengers, we had already had a solo film from all the characters. Yes, uh, minus Widow and Hawkeye, mm-hmm. who had both. I mean, Hawkeye doesn't quite count, but they had both previously shown up in old movies. Mm-hmm. So my concern is, how are they going to just dump a movie on us? So. That, and, and make it and make it so we care about the characters. So the the first thing to understand is Justice League will be a two part movie. They will come out. Um, two no, I'm year- talking about Batman v Superman. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. So so Batman v Superman. Most of the movie will be just that Batman and Superman. Um, Lex Luthor at some point is probably the primary villain, and throughout the movie, we will sort of discover. Um, Wonder Woman and Aquaman, mm-hmm. possibly Flash, but probably not. If they show Flash, I want to see Flash in a giant hamster wheel powering the city. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. That's like my favorite Flash scene ever. Yeah. Um, but so, so there, you know, we've we've revealed costumes for Batman or for Aquaman and Wonder Woman. They are confirmed to be in the movie. Wonder Woman will most likely play a bit of a role in it because they did build a full Themyscira set. So at right. some point we go to Paradise Island or Themyscira. Um, Steve Trevor has also been cast, so he might show up. He'll probably be, um, you know, some sort of government involvement in this, but he's more going to be involved in Suicide Squad. Okay. Um, oh, so sorry. Suicide, suicide, blah, suicide Squad is canon with this? Yes. Okay. It's part of the DC Cinematic Universe, um, and so Jared Leto's Joker is the Joker to... Ben Affleck's Batman. Um, oh, okay, yeah, okay, go ahead. Uh, and, and so basically what, what this universe is sort of going to do is introduce these characters a bit. So like introduce Wonder Woman in this movie. We'll probably get Wonder Woman uh, a bit of her origin um, in this movie. And then from this movie we will get Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And then the, just, the first Justice League movie. Mm-hmm. That most likely is going to introduce the entire cast. Um, there are characters that we really aren't going to need much introducing to, like Green Lantern. There was already a Green Lantern movie. I don't think they're going to waste any time going, oh, yeah, I guess it's powering. He has to go to OA. He has to train, whatever the fuck. Most likely, you're going to introduce Jon Stewart Green Lantern, Mm -hmm. give him the ring already. He shows up. Everything's good. Done. Um, And then with, with someone like The Flash, again, We've got a Flash TV show. A lot of people are going to know his origin. They might not bother too much with it. Just give a brief overview. Sure. But then after that first Justice League movie, we've got a Wonder Woman movie, and we've got an Aquaman movie, and then the Justice League Part 2 movie. Got it. So that, I think they will spend more time than we're giving them credit for on, on actually developing the characters. Um, and I, I, so. I think that really the first Justice League movie is kind of going to be sort of assembling the Justice League. You know, like, yeah. we've got these new threats all over the place. Look at all these superhumans. We need to go and figure out if they're, if they're a threat or if they're going to be an ally, something like that, you know? Sure. So I guess, I guess that leads into my concern with Batman v Superman is you have all these elements that you're trying to combine into one film. Mm-hmm. And contrary to uh, present company here, I guess, Amazing Spider-Man 2 <laughs> failed miserably at that. Yes. And... I, anyway, so the point, whole point, mm-hmm. point being is, I watched the trailer, and the trailer looks so confined as just a Batman and Superman movie, which yes. means like, okay, great, that looks like fun. But with all the other knowledge that I have and what they're trying to build to, I'm concerned that y- it's either going to be four hours long or it's just <laughs> going to be a mess. I think it. We can probably expect a pretty long movie. Um, not, I mean, not super long, but probably Lord of the Rings length. But I also think that they made the costumes so that they can give 
these characters a good debut. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that that's indicative of the time that they're going to spend on them in the film. And so I do think that it'll be pretty brief. You know, like we might basically get a scene of Superman flying into Themyscira because he hear, you know, like he sees it or whatever, like he's flying and he sees this island that no one's ever mapped or whatever, flies sure. down, and that's where we see Wonder Woman and she kicks him the fuck out of Themyscira or some shit like that. Um, and then, you know, we could expect something fairly similar with Aquaman is like they get in a huge fight, um, some shit happens where, or, or even Aquaman could be someone that Batman comes in contact with because Aquaman is paranoid about Superman because of the fight, because of the satellites crashing and shit. It could have affected Atlantis. Sure. And then maybe Aquaman and Batman are some sort of allies against Superman. I think that's where they have to go because, I mean, he's got the weakness to magic. and Yeah. So Aquaman's somebody who can actually hurt him without the kryptonite. Yeah. Well, and yeah, his, uh, his trident and Zack Snyder actually, like, was talking about this on an interview one time where Aquaman's trident can actually pierce Superman's skin. I think Aquaman's trident's the thing I'm looking least forward to about all of it. Really? That's it's not the a weirdest trident. thing to be yeah. super it's, it's, So it's not a trident? <laughs> it's like a pitchfork. Let me tell you what but it is. Bigger, it's like a rake. It's it's a fisherman's um it's a it's a it's a fisherman's tool for people who fish. If you know anything about Aquaman, his dad was actually a, a fisherman. But does it have three or two uh, it's got like it. it's got it's got, ton, four, it's like it's got four or five it's it's <laughs> oh. for fishing oh yeah no, it's not about. a trident yeah. a trident I yeah mean, no. tries kind of three yeah and they're giving it they're giving him that specific weapon because his dad was a fisherman um and that's how he was raised he wasn't raised in atlantis he only found out when he was actually already an adult that he was half atlantean and that he was the rightful heir to the throne so in the yeah, man, get comics does he have three prongs or more than in the three. comics he has the th- he has three prongs but i don't care about them changing that because it actually kind of makes a little more sense like because there's no logical reason to have the trident other than the fact that he had it it's in the called comics. a trident <laughs> I mean, most. I'm, I'm going to guess that most of the general audience isn't looking at it and being like, "Oh, that's logical because it's an actual real well, no, tool." Not at all. But they're going to look at it and be like, "Oh, that looks a little goofy because it's got so many prongs." I well, I don't. I don't look at a fisherman and say he looks goofy. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I, I don't know there are a few that I do. I am excited to see it, and I, I do want to see it, and I will. Yeah. Uh, but if if I get a scene with the tar pits. And the dinosaurs, then I'll probably love the movie. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm after the trailer, I'm looking more forward to it, especially I'm yeah. watching it right now on my iPad and just Cheater. That false god. Yeah. The fa- the, the fact that the people are sort of against like it's and it, it is very similar to like you know, what the hell would happen if Jesus right was here. real and he came down on earth, like this either you know, you'd have half the population yeah. worshiping him that's and then the true. other half that's like, uh what the fuck? We gotta you stop. Know, this yeah, guy. like this guy's fucking weird. He's walking on water and shit. Let's fucking. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, out of it makes head. a lot of sense. You got something like that that just appears. You're going to think, oh hell yeah, they're they're gonna get a cult following. You're gonna be afraid well, of it too. Oh yeah, there's gonna be people who are like super afraid. That's like, uh, hey, this dude just like had a fucking grudge match with one dude and he leveled like one of our biggest cities. It's probably something we should do about that. Like, what the fuck if there? You know, what if there's more of them? Batman should stop yeah. him. Yeah. What if there's more of them? What the hell? You know, what else is out there? Type thing. And so, like, we should probably come up with some sort of response to this. And then Batman's obviously sitting there, like, yeah, this probably isn't going to end well. So I should probably get involved and figure out if there's any other people that can stop <laughs> him, like Wonder Woman and Aquaman. So, and and that could be how they introduce both of them is Batman being like, hey, you guys want to help me stop that weird fucking thing that just like almost killed the Earth? Do you think uh, uh, Wonder Woman would? 
be behind it, or do you think she'd line up with Soup, though? Honestly, so before the new 52, Wonder Woman and Batman always understood each other, and Superman and Wonder Woman were kind of at odds a lot of the time, because Wonder Woman is fucking brutal. She grew up in a complete warrior culture that believed if you see a man, you kill him. Like, straight up, if there is a man on Themyscira, you fucking kill him straight on the spot. And Wonder Woman is always the one that was just decisive. Like, yeah, we got to do what we got to do. Like, this guy's doing some bad shit, so let's fucking cut his head off. Like, that's whatever. And Superman's like, hey, we should calm calm that down. And Batman was always like, well, I don't want to kill anyone, but, like, I'm not going to say no to you cutting his head off type thing. And so, honestly, I think it it makes more sense for Wonder Woman to um, ally with Batman. I think that's where Batman loses me. I'd like to see a comic where he just kills the Joker and is like, fuck it, I don't care. The killing joke. Mm Mm-hmm. It's very short, read it. quick uh, read, written by Alan Moore. It. It's so good. He did it in a way that the editorial yeah, wouldn't... I do have that one. Yeah. Hardcover. Um, he did it in a way that the editorial wouldn't notice that he had Batman kill Joker. So it's a very ambiguous way, because he was like, I'm going to have Batman kill the Joker, but obviously they're not going to let me let Batman kill the Joker. And so he just sort of snuck it in. So that's in what I've always never understood about Batman. Is mm-hmm. He's got this, I don't know god complex where he won't kill people even though they should be killed i mean it's childhood I mean, trauma once you've come to a certain point where you've killed so many people mm-hmm. you probably deserve to die because if you can't be kept in prison yeah. you're just gonna keep killing people well it's Mitch. more about the uh, the psyche of it, the childhood trauma you, you're sort of on a tipping point when, when that type of trauma happens you're either gonna repeat it or you're gonna do everything you can to prevent it and you're discounting one of your favorite characters who also <laughs> does not kill people spider-man Oh shit! Actually, that's my biggest problem with Spider-Man at times. <laughs> that's the that, but that's what makes him such an interesting character. Is that 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 specific choice is what makes you a hero? Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that I and I'm definitely more of an anti-hero guy. I lean more towards the Wolverines, and I mean, you're not a fan of Punisher, but I love the Punisher. I, I really want the Punisher to show up in one of these oh, Netflix series. I hope so yes. yeah, I'm not crazy about the Punisher. So I good. love the Punisher, and I would love to see him, like you guys were talking about, show up in a Spider-Man Hell movie. Yeah, just like they did it in the comics, dude. <laughs> It'd be have, so have good. Because okay, so in the agreement with Sony and Marvel, the agreement was that Sony does get to borrow Marvel-owned characters for their solo movies, not just share Spider-Man with Marvel, but Marvel share characters with them. That'd be the a perfect on character face for it. Is like fuck this. What Dare, uh, Punisher? Having the Punisher show up in a Spider-Man solo film, uh, just like he did in the comics. Nah, taking a hit out on Spider-Man. Oh, that was pretty good. It was way good. I still have that issue. I just want to see Maximum Carnage. Carnage. Still, Maximum Carnage would be dope. Hey, I mean, that if these really Spider-Man good. movies do well, we can get a whole Spider-Verse because Sony can produce as many Spider-Man movies as they want without restrictions, as long as he shows up in the Avengers movie. Actually, jumping real quick thought with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about the animated movie that Sony's it's announced? Fucking dope. Especially oh, with oh, the guys yeah. from Lego no, Lord, movie. The, the guys from The so Flash. Excited. The guys, <laughs> the, those guys are going to do a Spider-Man animated movie and then go on to write The Fucking Flash. I'm, I'm on now board 100%. Now that Sony's 100%. finally got their head together and getting people to help them. Well, it's because they're having Kevin out. Feige produce all their shit with them. Yeah, well, didn't, he's didn't, not going, didn't Drew Goddard go over to the new... Yeah, yeah, so shit. Yeah, Drew Goddard from left. I understand Marvel's not going to be involved in the animated, though. No, they still no, will. No, they will. It's just not going to be cinematic universe. Yeah, yeah it, well... No, it's not going to be attached to the universe. Which which animated movie is? Because they they are developing an animated project that is I don't attached think it'd be to the cinema. Well, Phil Lord, uh, 
whatever. Because Feige's not listed as a producer. That one's not. That one's that animated Spider-Man is not okay. going to be part of it. I know because I know they are developing an animated feature that ties into the cinematic universe. Um, but yeah, so I mean, the, the best idea they had really was bringing on Kevin Feige. And being like, hey, like you seem to know what you're doing. Can you fucking help us out? Like, because he, do you realize Kevin Feige has been a producer on every single Marvel property? Oh since yeah, X Men One. Yeah, clear back in the yeah. day. He was he was an intern in. Uh, he was involved in the Spider Mans with Tobey Maguire yeah. and all of them. He was and he started as an intern in Laura Schuler's office. She was the wife of Richard Donner, the director of the original Superman movies, the uh-huh. two, the first two. Um, but she was the person who who kind of helmed the X Men project originally. He was an intern in her office, and he just read Marvel comics growing up his entire life. And so, anytime they had a question of like, "Hey, we're going to put Iceman in this movie, or we're thinking about it," you know, if he did this, would that stay true to his characters? Things like that. And they kept pulling him into these fucking or pulling him into these fucking movies, asking him all these random ass questions about characters. And eventually, it got to the point where they're like, "Oh, I guess we should just." make him a producer since he's spending most of his time in this fucking room with us. So he went straight from internship to executive fucking producer on X-Men and then just stayed on all of them. And then eventually when Marvel's like, hey, we should produce our own fucking movies, they're like, uh, hey, that guy that knows everything, you want to fucking do all this for us? <laughs> That's I dope, dude. That's like the dream job. How do we get in on that? Right? <laughs> like just by knowing fucking comic books and going to school. I think for a we're a few while. years too late for that one. Probably. Kevin Feige's fucking become Kevin like Feige. the god of the Marvel universe. Hey, I, I could still try to do it for DC because I mean, Zack yeah. Snyder's no encyclopedia. <laughs> DC. Yeah, and I, I, I do I expect them. Um, <laughs> I hope. I'm really hoping that they can get their shit together and yeah. pull their projects so they have planned off. But I'm going to reserve judgment until, at very least, Batman versus Superman comes mm. out. So, I'm going to throw a break in the trailers right now with a quick little question for you. Who's the better businessman, Bruce Wayne or Tony Stark? Like, if you were to, if you were to be like, okay, both companies... We're talking s- about investing in their companies? Yeah, yeah. Like, if you've, got, if you've got an option, let's say, same price for stock... I'm going to go with Tony Stark because he's involved in weapons and there's always going to be wars. That's fair. Well, but he does, uh, okay, so he does wait, end wait, wait. his weapons contracts. What does Wayne Enterprises do? They're, so they're essentially the same company. Wayne Enterprises is more focused on, well, I guess now that Tony stopped weapons development and went into energy, it's about the same. They, they do pretty much everything, but they're both basically the, you know, Technology, uh, energy, uh, you know, like uh, vehicle, like um, automobile type manufacturing stuff. Um, and I think with, with Bruce Wayne, a lot of it, because he actually had military contracts too. They've developed like military vehicles and stuff like that. Um, but with, with Wayne Enterprises, a lot of it also involved like uh, public transportation projects and things. Okay. Obviously, nature. I know nothing about Batman. Do you want a Batman picture? <laughs> <laughs> Since I've got one hanging it's on the right. wall, but no, I've got, about I've got him. plenty. I want, I've a, got plenty. I, want a, I want a Batman picture. <laughs> if it were me personally, I it's think it's by a prestigious artist. So I, I'll sell it to you that. for twenty five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Elise is going to hear that shit and be like, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> what's 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 your vote, Rachel? I I don't know because I don't know much about Batman. Mm-hmm. Tony seems a bit reckless, but he is a genius. Whereas I don't think Bruce Wayne has the genius factor. I have. So I'm quite we were torn. discussing so, this 
So last I, week or mm. in between where I I got the same idea where Bruce Wayne isn't quite on the level that Tony is. And that's because of the Nolan trilogy. And he's trilogy. kind of developed it over time. Well, so... Because I didn't feel like he ever... In the comics, Bruce Wayne has two PhDs. Okay. But PhDs only... My other PhDs question... only mean that you went through eight years of school to learn <laughs> yeah. about a specific topic and become an expert on it. I you mean. can get a PhD in Anyone can science. be a doctor. Come on, man. My <laughs> other question about Batman is he's the world's greatest detective. Yes. Did he go to detective school or whatever? <laughs> he went to the school of hard knocks. Um, so you know, the, people are going to listen to this and be like, "Of course it's Batman," because that's their argument: is Batman always wins? That is kind of, yeah. That is a DC fanboy argument. I'm just wondering argument. where he got his um, skills. A few, so so the mythology of Batman is that he sought out the world's greatest minds in in. All these fields, you know, detective work, martial arts, uh, fucking criminology, and all sorts of social sciences, stuff like that. Um, sought out all the world's greatest minds and learned from them. Uh, so as far as the detective part goes, it was a combination of Ra's al Ghul, um, or Raish al Ghul, if you want to pronounce it the way that you're supposed to, but I fucking hate saying it that way. Anyway. Um, I think you're a liar, because you also <laughs> told me that Dark Side was Dark Seed, but... Well, so I, I say dark side. Google, mm-hmm. And then it says that Jack Kirby said he was dark side. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Everything I looked up on Google said that. Well, then I'm glad so, I've been right this whole time. I I'm like glad being right. You, like I've been right, but then right wrong. Because your co host drove me nuts with dark seed. I'm yeah. like, what kind of he goes stupid back and ass forth, fucking name for a villain is dark seed? Is he from <laughs> Jack and the Beanstalk? I mean, seriously, what the fuck? I know. I, it bugs me that he goes back and forth on it is all. I don't really like if If he would just pick one, I'd be like, all right, whatever. But he goes back and forth, and that's what bugs me. <laughs> um, but no, so, so yeah, basically he, like, it was just like the fact that, like, oh, hey, I'm Bruce Wayne. I've got tons of money and resources, so I can figure out who the fuck to learn from and all this shit. So he basically. See, I don't like that, because that kind of makes him seem like a dick. Well, I mean. If you're a multi-billionaire who's been an orphan his entire life, you're probably going to be a dick. That's true. I mean, Tony Stark is kind of a dick. He is a dick, but... He's a charming dick. He is a charming and dick. And let's face it, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is sexier than anybody who's ever played Batman. That's that very guy. true. But at the same time, if you're going for crazy, like, I'd let Christian Bale abuse the shit out of me. Wow. <laughs> that was a little more than it's all right. I wanted to know. I think the Daredevil from the Netflix series would kick the shit out of that Batman. And Shannon <laughs> agrees with me. And Shannon's the DC guy on Geek Show. <laughs> I guess. So, who do you guys think is the bigger asshole, though? Wolverine or Namor? Ooh. This is just another question that's been burning in my head. Oh, Namor. No yeah, Namor. Yeah. Namor? Namor's as much as I love Wolverine for being an asshole, mm-hmm. that's but one Namor of the reasons why sexy. I love him. <laughs> Come on. Wolverine now, is sexy. Look, he's on my wall. Here's a topic that I want to I want to <laughs> kind of bring up regarding Namor. We talk all the time about objectifying women in comics and putting them in these skanky outfits. I'm sorry, but the OG skank as far as outfits go were freaking Namor, man. Yeah. Walking around in a speedo like letting it all hang out with his entire body waxed apparently. Do you have a problem with speedos because I love them? I don't have a problem with it, but I mean I as a man, as a masculist, <laughs> I am quite offended by the objectifying of men in comic books. 
He's walking around in a Speedo. All of his cohorts are walking around in these skin-tight spandex, just showing off their entire bodies for all the women to ogle at. I mean, I'm up here, you know what I mean? It's not about my body. It's about my face. And oh, it fuck really you. Is Look setting, at you. What are it you, is, 120 pounds? <laughs> me and my 48% body fat. But what I'm saying is it's setting impossible standards for men. It's true. Uh, you want to talk about impossible like standards? I look Do like we really want to get donut. into ginger politics and comic books? <laughs> no, we don't. Yeah, I'm just I'm totally kidding about that. I was referring more to his interaction with Sue. Yes. Storm. No, he is a fuck with Sue. Holy hell. He's he's awesome. He's like, hey, I know you've been married forever, but like, <laughs> yeah, you want to get down with some Atlantean well, do you blame sex? Him? Hell yeah. Man, do you think Sue's he has a normal penis? One of the best. <laughs> Does Namor have a normal penis? I think it's well, got a trident on the that end. Both with him and Aquaman. That's true. A lot of aquatic mammals have barbs on their penises. So. <laughs> that's, that's what I was picturing. <laughs> and I don't know anything about fish, but I was picturing that. Well, fish aren't aquatic mammals. So. <laughs> Is it webbed? Is it webbed to things? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's a webbed penis. <laughs> Wish you the get worst thing ever. To figure this out. He's good have you ever seen a video of a people. whale penis? I haven't seen a video of a whale They're penis. They're prehensile. <laughs> a web penis. I'm going to look this wow. up right now. <laughs> I thought about what that meant for a second. And I was like, oh. <laughs> no. Do you think YouTube would give me a result? Maybe. Anyway. All of our listeners web out there, just penis. on your own time, feel like uh, Googling whale lost penis. Them. We probably did. <laughs> I think I lost them See, at webbed penis. <laughs> Someone somewhere is going to get very interested and do uh, like fall down a complete rabbit hole of Google searches from that. I hope so. Oh God, so. they're human. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Mitch decided so. <laughs> to disgust us all with his web search. <laughs> Turn that shit off, dude. Gross. So that was on YouTube. Okay, Dora the Explorer, sponsored by Geico. So it's it's common knowledge that uh, Namor has quite an affinity for Sue Storm. Yes. Now, from the new Fantastic Four trailer that we've seen, and nice segue, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> what is your opinion of Sue Storm and the rest of the Fantastic Four and how they're depicting them? Because this is something that's been quite a stir among the community of nerds. I was disappointed in the trailer because I thought it was following the storyline where once they changed, they all split up. Mm-hmm. But in the trailer, it showed them still all together. So I wasn't quite sure what direction they're going with it. Yeah. Because Sue gets out, captured by it. Mole Man when they split up. So... The, I think one question is, do they have the rights to Mole Man? And I, I, don't I thought they, they cast him in it. Moleman? Yeah. Mole Man. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I feel like that should be like the, the guy in the accounting department with like a comb over. and that's his last male, name. Male pattern baldness. Mr. Moleman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Greg Moleman. <laughs> like, ah, fuck. I got to go talk to Moleman again. My paycheck got screwed up. That makes me think of uh, Dr. Spachimin. Um, I actually, I actually, uh, I'm very excited for the Fantastic Four movie. I'm, I'm more on the side of Matt. I, and it, and it kind of is the same reason I'm excited for Batman v Superman. It's, it's different. 
Well, it, so that's, I mean, right. And that's what I'm so excited about is like, I don't, I don't need my movies, my, my superhero films to be like the comic books because I've got the comic books and they're rich and full and they're huge and I can read them whenever I want and they're great. Hell yeah. And if I want to watch a film, I want to see, I'm okay with a different take. If you want to take a, you know, if you want to do uh, Zack Snyder's Watchmen and mm-hmm. do, you know, verbatim from the book, great. That's fine. Go for it. That could be good. But if you don't, I'm super down with that. And I think this movie looks like just what you were talking about. You want to see a variety of superhero films or you want to see superhero films span a variety of genres yeah and we've got the the serious ones we've got the funny ones we've got the lighthearted ones we're about to get deadpool which is going to be the slapstick (laughs) one we're about to get doctor strange which could be a horror one so i want to see one and this sort of ties into you know what i've always liked is Mm -hmm. this movie reminds me of like you know one of my favorite movies as a kid was uh, journey to the center of the earth. Yes. And you just get just that I'm straight up science exploration and I want that's what I like I'm super stoked to see a movie that oh by the way there's superheroes you know who they are but that's not the point I want to see this movie it's about a group of people who are going to some other dimension and crazy I, shit happens and I'm like I, I don't even care if it's the fantastic four <laughs> That just sounds like an awesome movie. Yeah, I, I'm so excited. Like, I'm I'm really glad you brought that up because that's exactly the reason that I I like it. It's it's definitely more firm sci-fi than any other superhero movie by far. Oh yeah, it's it's you know like like if you look at the movies like 2001: Space Odyssey or Journey to the Center of the Earth or any of those like true and we're not talking space operas, we're talking you know science fiction movies. Yeah, yeah. it's so much more closer to that genre than than any you know marvel or dc movie we've had because most of them tend to err on the side of space opera like guardians of the galaxy or or fucking green lantern god damn it um or or, or fantastic four two another god damn it sure but you know it, it really is like a firm sci-fi it, it's going in a different direction you know the way that they're portraying the negative zone is totally different but i'm fucking oh, excited cool. as hell to see yeah like all the i mean the visuals all look cool yeah, Doctor Doom's mask looks fucking weird as hell, but like I'm I'm cool to, I'm down to see what the fuck it is. Like it oh, It no. did relax me a little bit to see that. I yeah. I'm kind of on the opinion when I saw the first trailer, I still was like I'm not going to go see this. The second trailer did bring me a lot more. That was just distracting. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I was making faces with my headphones. Anyway, keep going. Nice. <laughs> Now that I've lost my train of thought. No, so Sorry. This is the Fantastic um, Four, the second one. So the second trailer brought me a lot more into thinking, okay, this could be pulled off because I want to see the Fantastic Four. I'm still worried about a lot of the rumors that are out there. Yeah. The but blogger rumor is particularly concerning. That doesn't yes, concern that me is at the all. most I'm, concerning to I don't me give a flying blogger. fuck if he, at one point in the movie, has some sort of a blog thing going on. <laughs> He, I mean, I don't. That's not gonna stupid. That's not gonna in the movie. That's not gonna define him as a character, and he's gonna grow beyond yeah. that and become a villain. Yeah, I mean, so who the fuck cares where he comes from? That's, that's such true. a because movie. I don't see hipster Jason being Doctor Doom. <laughs> but then again, <laughs> now that that does raise an interesting point because some portrayals of Doctor Doom are are fairly ridiculous. And I mean, I consider myself a pretty ridiculous person, and and so I love I'd ridiculous. like to think, yeah. Well, and, I mean, there's but there's not blogger ridiculous. The, well, but like, I mean, 
how's about talking in the third person all the time ridiculous? Hey, I'm fine with that as long as you're not writing a stupid fucking blog when you're I supposed like to own a country. I feel like anyone who speaks anyone who speaks in the third well, he doesn't own a country right away. He has to he it takes a while before he owns Latveria. He builds up to that. Yeah. And so I mean, you, you got to start somewhere and this is obviously an origin story. Right. But so, have you ever read a blogger that you believe could run their own country? Uh, anonymous. <laughs> That's sure. true. Yeah, sure. I don't see that I see, I see nothing I see the nothing Anonymous wrong is with a this. group, though. They're I, a group, but they, I mean, they? I'm sure they. I'm Ooh. sure they started out as one or two fucking dudes in their basement somewhere yeah. talking like, "Oh, hey, what would happen if we with, hacked fucking?" But Doctor Doom himself is not a network. Uh, well, yeah, but then he creates his Doom bots. Boom, network. <laughs> How do you know Anonymous isn't just a series of Doom bots? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, you no, also I have to look at it as awesome. this is the. First family of Marvel comics. Totally, they debuted in a billion years I ago. I want it to be good, <laughs> so they have to update it for people to go see it. I think. I think one, I'm okay with updating it. I the blogger thing just drives me but you, nuts. Why I don't understand. But, but the, you and the rest of the universe has this whole like hard on against blogger doom, and I don't I don't get it because it doesn't. It's just like yeah, it's, it's not a defining trait. It's it, just it's, a fucking it's not hobby. a defining trait, and what's so wrong about him using the internet, which yeah. we all do these days? Well, and I mean, anyone who has a blog, did, what's so wrong with what? Is it just the word blog sounds dumb, so he probably. must be stupid? I don't I don't understand. Maybe I don't understand what the problem is with him being a blogger in the first yeah. place. To then well, create an I think issue anyone who has a blog does have a bit of an ego. I mean, great Dr. Fucking Doom. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, anyone who has a blog has a fucking ego enough to be like, people want to read what I have to say. And this is speculation also. Just like we do. Right? We don't know if there's really a blogger Doom. Yeah. There's no confirmation. I kind of hope not. And this second trailer has brought me a lot closer to. I'll probably go see it in theaters now after seeing the second one. What if it was like Unabomber Doom? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Why not? I <laughs> <laughs> putting bombs in people's mailboxes. <laughs> yeah, but wouldn't uh, okay. So if you're okay with that, wouldn't Beware, what if Doom's blog was his manifesto, just like Ted Krasinski, uh, Kit, Kit, Bundy? Kit, <laughs> it wasn't Bundy. Bundy was a killer. <laughs> this is all stuff you cut out because I can't pronounce his last name. Kaczynski? <laughs> Kaczynski. Ted, thank you. Ted, what about t- Ted Kaczynski's? <laughs> is it Kaczynski? I don't know. Fuck. I think it's Kaczynski. The Unabomber's Manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Krasowski. Mike Wazelski? <laughs> Krasowski, Lotsko, Nobskin, Lagan, I think at this point, I'm the only one that's drunk, too, by the way. <laughs> Podcast listeners. It's late. <laughs> but, yeah, no. It's, I mean, yeah, someone with an ego. Yeah, Ted Kaczynski. Damn, I'm so good. There you go. Um, I don't even know anything about the Unabomber. Um, <laughs> well, he, okay, so he wrote a manifesto about like what of all the things that he thinks his ideal, you know, universe would be. Well, I mean, look at all the nine eleven conspiracy theorists or whatever, whatever fucking like oh, the, the anti vaxxers and shit like that. They've all got fucking blogs. So I mean, if this dude's crazy enough to talk in the third person and want to own his own country and subject people to the will of his fucking robots, then that's true. Because th- the only thing are all radicals. The only thing I, th- so. I guess the reason that it bothers me is, is, is you're assuming the connection of blog is fourteen year old girl blogging about Justin Bieber, but you can blog about anything. And a or blog an is internet sh- troll on Reddit complaining about 
Right, or but it doesn't. That's not. But that's Superman's costume. Yeah, but that's not it. Yeah, that's not what a blogger is. It's any yeah. any individual writing anything they want on the internet. Yeah, I think if they meant like a Reddit troll, they would have said like, you know, lives in his mom's basement and eats a lot of Doritos and drinks Mountain Dew. Like I, shit, that a lot Mountain Dew and Doritos describes half my life. Fuck, I need to get a life. <laughs> what about Taco Bell? Anyway, I can so never give up Taco Bell. with all that, no, I, 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 I have, and I really like that director. And with that director also now being helming, Josh helming, Trink. check out this segue, helming the next Star Wars film. Uh, Wait, I've got a question first. Well, Would a, you a go Star trash hotel rooms with him? A Star Wars, a Star Wars <laughs> spinoff. I might. The faith in yes. that guy's directing skills is obviously yeah. high. A lot of people Chronicle, have faith. Chronicle was good. Chronicle like was original Chronicle. and fun. Mm-hmm. Well, and Josh Trank does like the Chronicle. <laughs> Who doesn't like the Chronicle? <laughs> um, the Dr. Dre album, of course. Anyway, yeah, yeah, I got, I, I yeah, I got um, but uh, so, yeah. No. Anyway, with all that, I don't see how. I just don't. I don't know. I don't get it. I think. I think we can expect something really good out of Fantastic yeah. Four. No, I, 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 am I am much excited. more high on it than what I was previously. Yeah. Seeing the second trailer, yeah, yeah all does. And then actually, segue to me and you last week talked about the race issue and. The non-issue. Sue Storm is the adopted one, by the way. Well, to move on to that, I was listening to another podcast that was talking about the Iceman turning, or them yeah, turning Ice him into Man a gay, gay character. Oh, you mean they mean he's finally, yeah, taking finally him out of outing him because he's been <laughs> gay so, for a while. And they had put out a quote, and I don't remember who had said it, and so I'm not even going to attempt to mm-hmm. look it up at this point. But it it the quote definitely kind of put things in perspective for me, and this new trailer did mm-hmm. with I'm okay with the change of race with, and I guess it's yeah, so, the dad is also African. Yeah, Johnny Johnny and the dad are both black, and and Sue is probably adopted. But I think that this Iceman coming out is gay has actually kind of put it in perspective where I, I'm a lot more comfortable than what I was a little bit before mm-hmm. with that over the last week, I guess kind of saying with that, be, I, I've got to figure out what this quote was and I'll have to go back and find it for you guys. But mm-hmm. It definitely put things a little bit more in perspective with yeah. the Bobby situation where it put me a little bit more at ease with it, I guess. Well, I think a lot of what we've been talking about, kind of stems from the same thing is that we've got these characters that we've known for pretty much our whole lives, whether it's Superman, uh, Dr. Doom, Johnny Storm, Iceman. Uh, and, and when we perceive people changing that, I think a lot of people, I guess it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a kid when their parents get divorced. It's sort of earth shattering. It's like this, this sort of existence that you've known or this, this part of your existence that you've known is all of a sudden, completely different than what you thought and so when when people change the aspect of of any character when it's like oh the race is different or or sexual orientation or or origin or anything like that is different it kind of scares a few people and they're like whoa 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 don't take my childhood away from me but uh, it's kind of inevitable especially when you have characters that were created before 1950 in most cases when america and the world in general was a completely different place and Every single superhero was white Anglo-Saxon. Very true. Yep. So I mean, 
and straight, you know, in in the context of the pages, um, unless you believe a lot of the rumors about Batman and Robin. But <laughs> um, oh, it's also kind of going with the Bobby. I'm assuming everybody here loves the idea. Uh, it's been hinted at for a long time. Like honestly, except like except for the portrayal in the X Men movies, I've. I've Never really thought about Iceman. But here's the tricky part about the Bobby situation, and I think this is the sort of the way around it, is it's only the all-new X-Men version of Bobby. That's, okay, yeah, I didn't know that's that. That's a fair point. It's not, it's not Bobby Drake, Iceman, proper X-Men that's been around forever. It's plucked out of the past Bobby mm. Drake. Mm-hmm. Who now is before before he got day. before he got the Bible hammered into his brain and he and they washed the gay out of him you know it was before <laughs> if, it was before he got all the gay washed out of him by the Christian <laughs> right by the Christian church because that's the thing I love Jesus they plucked him out of the past oh, that's yeah, why okay. <laughs> like let's take gay Bobby and put him into an accepting future instead of making him go through all the Bible camps but I just well, think that's I think that's I think that's just in Utah <laughs> I just think that's interesting because they it's a way to get her it's sort of like they they figured out a way to get around it. And yeah. still create a new and interesting character. That's yeah. That's editorial being like, okay, um, we want we want to be more diverse, but let's uh, let's not do it in a way that we alienate a lot of people. So let's let's give ourselves a way out just in case this all backfires. <laughs> when I first Although read I do it, see this, I do see. I mean, that's the that's the series Bendis is writing right now. The all new X Men. Fuck yeah, I love and, Bendis. Yeah, no, exactly, and and I think that that's the what this. I you know, I mean, we're all expecting. Well, I guess we don't really know what we're expecting to some degree with this whole Marvel shakeup, but I would not be surprised if that's the X-Men that come out of it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because, I mean, yeah, it kind of does revert to sort of the the embryonic stages of the X-Men where they're still developing and kind of forming who the characters are and who they who they really became for decades. Well, and they're, but they're also giving it... They're, they're, they're letting it so you can take these characters that we know and love and being able to, like Cyclops... Mm-hmm. Is off gallivanting around through space yeah, with, holy fuck. Hot, with Corsair, and it's like, who knows what they're really creating now with it? With I mean, the the, the name says it all. All new yeah, X Men. Yeah. Really, really quick comment. Like, is there any family tree more fucked up than the Summers family tree? <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> I was like looking. I I, I had to stop because I I'm not you know like I know a good amount about Marvel, but I'm not like I mean you guys probably all know more Marvel stuff than I do. I started just like looking at it. I was like, okay, yeah, I know like fucking Cable and Cyclops and there's Havoc. And then I'm like, okay, oh, Rachel Summers. That's kind of weird. And then, oh, Jean Grey has a fucking clone and Cyclops was also married to her. But then the Goblin Queen. But then she like Corsair is Cyclops' dad. But then Cyclops' son gets, what is it? What, doesn't he hook up with the girl that was Cyclops' wife? Cables, and then yeah. there's the whole Emma Frost thing. And then I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> What the shit kind of Game of Thrones incestuous, like, what is this? And it, and it spans over so many Maybe decades that cross thing. back over. You skipped hope. Ah, fucking hope. Oh, yeah, yeah hope fucking somewhere. hope. Jesus, goddamn fucking Christ. Anyway. <laughs> so, speaking of incest, let's talk about Star Wars. <laughs> Even better segue. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Um, Incest is best. The new trailer where we have uh, yet another tons of sightings of Finn, uh, played by John Boyega, the the main guy that we're following through all these trailers in a stormtrooper suit that we still know nothing about and hasn't even said a fucking word in any of the teasers. What did you think of the new Star Wars teaser, everyone? Start with you, Rachel. Um... (laughs) 
What has you excited and what are you not so sure about? I just, I don't know that much about Star Wars, honestly. Have you watched, have you watched any Star Wars movies? Oh, yes. All of them? I grew up watching them. Okay. So I, I know that, but like expanded beyond that, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Honestly, I don't like the only Star Wars expand, expanded universe I know is completely irrelevant to these movies because it's all like that's true. Right, I, I know about like Darth Bane and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I read those. Books, yeah, yeah. But that's like all I know, and now it's irrelevant. Well, so yeah, I know, right? Well, <laughs> um, so based on based on not having any knowledge, just what like looking at the preview, what kind of stuff is, looks like ha- has you interested or, or is raising questions for you, making you curious? I guess. Pretty much all of it. Yeah. Like the whole thing, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Who whose lightsabers are those? Yeah, fuck. For Who real. are they giving them to? I need to know that. Whose fucking flag is that? And where the fuck did all these stormtroopers come from? That's and how the fuck is Harrison Luke's Ford got, so it's dreamy? Luke's lightsaber from Empire. Is it okay? Mm-hmm. But who is he giving it to? Leia. La 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 It was right when he said my sister but has is it. Is that a flashback or? I don't know. That's what we'll okay. find out. <laughs> Because that's what <laughs> I'm wondering about. Like, I, what's flashback and what's not? Because it shows Harrison Ford I would be with very Chewie. Surprised. I'd be very surprised if they did a flashback since the flashback has never occurred mm-hmm. in any Star Wars film. Yeah, it's that for, would be But, I mean, weird. it is J.J. Abrams now. But, I mean, it, it does what? seem like they're keeping the original feel with the way they're shooting everything. Well, but. and are they still doing Darth Vader things because there's his helmet all yeah, melted? Yeah, it's all burned up from when Luke burned it on Endor. Yeah, but, but like maybe the force brings him back to life. Man, that's one of my favorite shots <laughs> in this new trailer. Vader's is the Vader helmet. How's about a force ghost? They'll probably force ghost in the <laughs> Anakin. No, they Hayden Christensen's face again. If no! I see no! Please no. They just make it James Earl Jones. Like, yeah, he's always been Darth Vader, but we'll finally just pull the trigger on that no, one. No, I'm 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 crazy excited about it just because Star Wars is. You know, mm-hmm. Star Wars is my. What, I was telling my wife the other day. Star Wars is like what defined my life. Fuck yeah! I my earliest memories all include some element of Star Wars. I've only known Star Wars. Like it's one of those things where I don't remember there being a world without Star Wars. I I don't think that there is a single franchise that has inspired more people than Star Wars. No, I mean it, you know this this is. I watched so we 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 I watched it with my parents tonight. They hadn't watched it yet. Mm-hmm. And as soon as Chewie pops up, my mom just raises her hands up. I'm oh, sorry, am I too quiet? My mom like raises her hands up, starts screaming Chewie. <laughs> you know, We're and it's home. just like it doesn't matter who you are. Star Wars is a cultural yeah. phenomenon. Oh yeah, and I. So here, here is a, a quick little phenomenon for you, which this blew my mind when I found out. I, I actually dated two different girls that had never seen a Star Wars movie, which I didn't think was possible. Who are you, Ted? I, right? I had to, I had to show, right. I had to sit my wife <laughs> down to watch them because she hadn't. Yeah, which is insane to me. But I mean, when you think uh, the general population, yeah, has like not only grown up. I mean. Multiple generations have grown up on Star Wars now. I mean, you've got the first one came out in 1977, and then even even though there was a huge gap in between the um, Return of the Jedi and and Phantom Menace, there was still what? Yeah, I know, I know. You you don't want to acknowledge those. I don't know if that's. I don't know what that is. (laughs) Either way, regardless of regardless of the quality of film, it was it was a Star Wars franchise movie. 
that was directed by George Lucas and Come involved on, characters with the last it. name of no. Skywalker. <laughs> but the the point is, I mean, from 1977 until 2005, there were people, and, and even when there weren't new Star Wars movies coming out, like when I was a kid, it was it was a good amount of time after Return of the Jedi, but uh, Phantom Menace still hadn't come out yet. I was still raised on Star Wars movies because they were that good that even a movie from 1977 in the mid 90s is still like, yeah, this is a 20 year old movie, but like, who the fuck gives a shit? It's fucking dope. <laughs> and that, and that's how ahead of their time they were too. I mean, the special effects we take it kind of for granted now, but like the special effects in A New Hope were absolutely unheard of. And George Lucas, if nothing else, George Lucas is a pioneer for the film industry. But it, it is amazing that one franchise with si- with six movies and really more arguably three movies inspired so much creativity and and so many people just to to support this one thing because i mean how many people have you ever heard say that they hate star wars no exactly it's amazing i don't know i think i've said that a few times and i'm probably the least star wars guy here but i mean even me i can remember when they did the re-release into the theaters Mm -hmm. i can remember i earned the money to get the ticket to go see empire strikes back in the theaters when they did the Mm re-release And so, I mean, it played enough of my life where I can still have memories of it. And I'm not a huge Star Wars guy, but, I mean, even then, to play that big of a role in my life. And then my wife loves it. Mm-hmm. I'm. It's kind of weird because that's the, probably the only thing that she out-geeks me on is Star Wars. <laughs> It's always oh, yeah. good to be out geeked on something, especially when you're married. No, so for me, it's like and kids, you know. And I think I have a couple of years on you guys. And when Phantom Menace came out, I was so when did it come out? Ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, ninety nine. So I was eighteen, and it was like the most exciting thing you could possibly imagine is a new Star Wars movie coming out. Especially after so long. Well, it's freaking Star Wars, man. It's Fuck like, yeah. you know what? I do remember being excited. Because oh. I, I was 13. Ex- I mean, completely ecstatic. So, you know, and granted, walking out of that movie was like one of the most crushing moments of my childhood. But <laughs> that same, I get that same vibe watching the trailer. I get that same sort of like anticipation and excitement and just sense of awe and wonder that Star Wars brings to has brought to my life and it's I can choose to either have trepidation regarding okay well the prequels were garbage or oh yeah so the prequels were garbage so should I expect garbage or should I just get really excited and have a great time with that feeling and that you know sort of rejuvenation of something I love so much whether or not the movie turns out to be great Mm-hmm. Is sort of irrelevant after that. Yeah. Well, and I, th- I think it's 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 a good thing that we're getting a, a creative team on these new movies that's not burnt like a not burned out or or out of ideas, but b has restrictions because I think that's the biggest mistake that anyone ever made with George Lucas was letting him create movies unrestricted because the original Star Wars trilogy did not work because George Lucas made it work. It worked because George Lucas spat out a bunch of ideas and then producers, writers, and directors shaped them into something cohesive. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have read The Dark Horse, the Star Wars original draft. 
Yes, I have. Is that shit not fucking bananas? Like, <laughs> written by Lee Brackett. Yeah, and it's it's adapted from like directly from the original Star Wars draft, and you read it and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, not only are all the characters completely like different, which is which is jarring enough, but I mean that yeah. isn't necessarily anything to fault on the storytelling. But you actually read the story and you're like. How the fuck does any of this make sense? Because even when you try to like, just remove the context of other Star Wars stuff, you read it and it's just not cohesive at all. Kyber crystals. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you heard, um, I think it was on The Nerdist, when Mark Hamill, like, I can't remember if it was his episode or Harrison Ford's episode where mm. Mark Hamill was reading the script and he goes up to Harrison Ford and he's like, is this satire? Or, <laughs> like, what is this? Am I yeah. supposed to say this seriously? So I it's, think people saying that to George Lucas was yeah. the best thing that could have happened. Well, I think so. So, so I think there's one nice. big there's one big thing that we can all sort of attach to a sense of anticipation for these movies being good is the fact that Harrison Ford is in them. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> oh, that's what you. I remember most about. Yeah, but he's Star Wars, such a jerk. Han Solo, <laughs> and he's so he's been so anti Star Wars for so long. Yeah. For him Maybe to actually, that's why I love him. But for him to say, "Yeah, I'll be in your movie," sends a pretty clear signal that eh, it's probably going to be a good movie. But then again, is there a bad he did Harrison si- Ford movie? Yes. What is it? Um, a little film you may have heard of called Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that one. I, I really didn't want to bring it up. Well, then you I, made it up with the could, Cowboys versus Aliens. Oh, there's another There's it's another true. great Harrison Ford movie that uh, would go in the category of a crappy movie. It's another one that we were very anticipating and excited about. Ender's Game. Mm. Oh. I, I didn't see that one, so uh, I don't forgot bother. he was okay. there. The the visuals and we this talked is, about this last week, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, this is similar. This is similar to to the the Star Wars prequels problem. The visuals in Ender Game, Ender's Game, I think, were as accurate as they could be. The hard like the hardest thing with Ender's Game has always been adapting the visuals. That's why the movie didn't get made ten years ago, is because they were like, we have no fucking idea how to make this into something on screen. Right. And eventually, in 2012, 2013, whenever the fuck it was, they they were finally like, "Hey, uh, we actually could probably fucking do this now." And and visually, I think they did a great job. Sure, but why they the f- also did great casting? Yeah, the yes. casting was good. Yeah, great casting. I loved the casting. No, and but, actually, well, that'll that'll segue again with the uh, with that guy being up for Spider Man. Yes, Asa what? Butterfield. Um, yeah, but uh, the the thing was like. Why the fuck did you hire the guy who directed X Men Origins Wolverine? <laughs> what the fuck was that? Yeah, like? that guy should not get another job I ever. Was, I was so excited. I want like, to see that guy homeless. I don't give a fuck. I'm like Ender's Game. <laughs> Ender's Game is is finally getting a movie. I've I've loved this franchise for so long. Like the all the books, are fucking amazing. Yes, we're getting Asa Butterfield is is Ender. That's cool. He's not blonde, but I don't give a fuck. He's a good actor, and it's hard to find young talented child actors. So that aren't annoying. That exactly that aren't fucking annoying or aren't Anakin. Um, <laughs> and but then also like they cast Petra, the girl from True Grit. I'm like fuck yeah, I'm down for that. And then uh, they cast Bean, and I'm like oh shit, like. I fucking forgot Bean's going to be in this fucking movie. That means maybe Ender's Shadow. And I liked that kid. He was in The Dark Knight Rises and he only had like one fucking line. But I was like, all right, that's good enough for me. Um, and then all the other kids, like it was, it was such a great cast. And, and the girl who played Valentine was fucking mm-hmm. awesome. 
And then Harrison Ford is Colonel Graf. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Harrison Ford is Colonel motherfucking Graf. And Ben Kingsley is fucking Mazer. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, and then your soul was crushed. And then they announced the director. And I went, that's concerning. <laughs> and then I walked out of that movie theater and I just felt like crying. And now we'll move on from this topic because I just can't I, take it anymore. I feel the same way you do. Yeah. Like, I just I hope they remake it like that would now. Be nice. Like, what, where's the rest of it? I know. Like, why the fuck? Bean had like five lines in this movie and like him and Ender barely knew each other. But then they tried to make them have some sort of friendship. And I was like, yeah. come on, you fucks. Anyway. Um, so moving right along into uh, really, I guess, the other big news topic uh the joker has finally been revealed and is i think different from what a lot of people expected uh good or bad well this is where we need to insert an icp song into the (laughs) (laughs) podcast what is a gigolo juggalo juggalo no it that's a song what is a gigolo what is a juggalo they're juggalos. Yeah, I know they're. Juggalos. I know. Well, I know what song you're talking about. Is it what is it's, a juggalo? Yes, it's what is, I. I was. I. That song. I, 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 may, or, I may or may Matt not have has a owned. hatchet man tattooed on. No, I totally <laughs> owned it, and now I regret that. Left is one of my worst life decisions. What is a juggalo? A juggalo. <laughs> I don't remember. That's the worst. Oh, um, I can't believe I ever listened to those fucking. Honestly, I have. I have absolutely no comment or preference about. A picture of him as the Joker. Yeah, I like the Home Alone. One. I don't care what he looks. I don't care what <laughs> he looks Home like. One is funny. I didn't realize that's the second one to come out is Suicide Squad because it follows Batman versus Superman. It does. That is weird. I did not realize that. Yeah, I. That's like following Iron Man with Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know if that would have worked out. They're they're not they're not doing the Marvel model. So I mean, uh, there's I no hope telling. it works for them because I want Marvel to have some sort of competition. Yeah, because right now they don't, and so there's well, no Fox. reason for them to Fox raise the bar right now. Yeah, Fox's competition. Yeah, they've had one good movie, one decent movie. Whoa, whoa, First whoa, Class whoa, was whoa, okay. Whoa, whoa. First Class but was great. One decent movie. I thought First Class was okay. Days of but, Future Past was excellent. I love oh, I love Days of Future Past. I love Days of Future Past. Yeah. The Wolverine was ninety percent pretty awesome. Yeah, I agreed. Um, yeah, except for the big giant silver yes, samurai. That was the only part. That was the Everything only else was part. awesome. Well, I liked the big giant <laughs> silver samurai. I thought that was cool. I thought it was too robotic, and it definitely fit into that. What is wrong with comic book movies? The All first, of them have a fucking giant robot that spits fire. The first Woo! time I saw the silver, like I, the first time I saw the movie, I was like, I was like, all right. And then the second time I saw it, I was like, ah, oh, this is kind of dumb but it's not like a huge beef and like i said 90 percent awesome um, yeah i like all of it especially where he's getting shot by arrows and he's like Fuck. i think i think fox has hit on has hit on every x-men <laughs> franchise movie except for two of them and one of them is not the fault of the of the director or the writers by the way x-men 3 was no fault but the producers because brian singer had written a script for them gave the script to them and said, you can take this. I know I am leaving now. And it was like two weeks before they started production on, on X-Men three, he left to go, to go and do Superman returns. And instead of just using his script and hiring a new director, they hired a new director and said, Hey, we need you to come up with a completely new script for this movie in two weeks. And, uh, then we start shooting. 
I mean, if you give anyone two fucking weeks, I mean, you saw what the original Star Wars draft was like. You give anyone fucking two weeks to write a movie, it's probably going to be shit. Well, yeah. And so for that movie to be as coherent as it was and, and introduce as many characters as it did, which was another producer mandate, not writer choice, um, I, I mean, he did a good job with what he had. Uh, but, I mean, X-Men, X-Men 2, First Class, The Wolverine, Days of Future Past, those were great movies. And, I mean, they're going the right direction with Deadpool, obviously. And, and Fantastic Four may end up being really good. So I, I think that Fox is, is great competition for Marvel. I agree. But, and, and Kingsman. Fuck yeah, Kingsman. Jesus Christ, Fox did that too. But I mean, stuff. even then, I mean, can you really consider it competition where, I mean, they're using Marvel characters and they've only got really two, I guess three if you want to push Deadpool as a franchise. Well, yes, but I mean, you're getting a, a, a Gambit solo movie with Channing Tatum as Gambit. I'm not sold on that. I'm not a big Channing Tatum. I'm not guy. sold, but I mean, he he draws box office numbers, and really, as far as like competition goes, that's mostly what matters because that's going to keep the rights over. I mean, the Fox. guy's kind of dreamy, but besides mm, that, I mean, maybe I'm also <laughs> not a not big dreamy. Gambit guy either. So I'm not gay, but like I'd I'd have sex with Channing Tatum. That's fine. No, I don't think I would. He's too pretty for yeah. me. I'm a straight female, I like that and I would rugged. not. <laughs> So I mean I'm sensing that the general I'm sensing the general consensus on the Joker is wait and see. Yeah, that's about where I'm. I at. don't hate it. Mm-hmm. I don't love it. It's to me it's very different from what I I've always kind of pictured. But I don't know if anyone remembers back. I think put him in a suit and I'd be more okay with it. Yeah, yeah I, I'll I agree see where with you there. Goes. When I I think and we were talking about this before before the show, but. This is, I think, kind of a logical... If, if the Joker did exist right now, and if he was you know, an adult in his 30s right now, this is probably what he would look like, and, and all these fucking Juggalos would probably be drawing... Are you drawing. that out because that's the average age group of a Juggalo now? No, I'm saying the average age group <laughs> of a Juggalo is younger than that, and so he would be somebody that they would kind of look up to as, as sort of an example and, and model themselves after and try to imitate... No, I think 30s is about right now. <laughs> Maybe. So, well, yeah, but I mean, he's, I mean, Jared Leto's like 36 or so. Um, he's uh, 43. Jared Leto's 43? Holy yeah. fuck. He looks so much younger than he is. Now he is a handsome man. You want to have he another is. mind fuck? <laughs> you know Agent May from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? She's Do you know how she's old she is? She's in her 50s. She's 51. Yeah. That is the hottest 50-year-old on the planet. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, uh, another thing about uh, the Joker is I don't like his meth teeth. Yeah, his well, it's like his it's a grill. grill. Yeah, it's a grill. It's, it's a grill. Yeah, oh. it's metal. Yeah. So <laughs> this it, it kind of reminds me, and I don't want to like I don't want to draw these parallels because of being like, oh, this is going to turn out great or whatever. But like, if you guys remember back in 2007 when we first started seeing images of of the Heath Ledger Joker. The reaction to those, like, first of all, yeah. when he was cast, the reaction was insanely negative. That's but then true. when the photos started coming out, they're like, what the fuck? He's got cuts all over his mouth, and he's, like, the makeup's all weird. It's not part of his face anymore and shit like that. Like, those, so they're not even going to have the fucking uh, Joker chemicals and all that shit. Like, it's it's different from what we expected, just like the Heath Ledger one was. And, and I'm kind of okay with that because I don't want them to imitate... You don't want to see a recycled thing exactly. over and over. I don't want and, them to. And I agree with you that everybody was against that, and I th- actually think he's a great actor. Yeah, so. absolutely. 
I think, yeah. Yeah, I've liked a lot that I've seen him in. I mean, I thought he was good in Fight Club, though that was a pretty minor role. Um, Requiem for a Dream, fucked up movie, but he played that character excellent. Which, I guess, in a fucked up way, could fit in with the Suicide Squad Dude, Dallas Buyers Club, man. That 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 sold me on him being the Joker. I, yeah. That's Absolutely. where I'm like, this guy is amazing, and he deserves his Oscar. Absolutely, he does. Fuck yeah. I can see him as a Joker. I'm. There's a little bit, I guess, cosmetic, and I can probably, if they... And from what I understand, he's actually not supposed to be a major character in the movie. He's going to play a fairly minor role in the movie overall. Joker? Yeah. Yeah, well, because, I mean, jo- there's no way they're going to make Joker part of the Suicide Squad, because if you're trying to execute a plan... And your plan is to incorporate the Joker into that fucking plan. He's going to fuck that up. Yeah, of course he's going to fuck <laughs> it up. It's what he fucking does. It's like trying to make a plan with fucking Loki. Like, you, you don't fucking do it. Like, it just isn't going to work. He's going to fuck it up. Part. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the Joker could be considered transcendent. Well, and the jo- and he's mischievous, so... Well, yeah, Loki's the god of mischief, and Joker's the fucking Joker. He's psychopathic, unpredictable, and, and literally follows whatever agenda pops in front of his mind at any given time. Like, That's he's true. an ADD <laughs> psychopath. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's... Obviously, they're not going to have any sort of... Like, not going to try and incorporate Joker into the actual squad, because that doesn't make sense. You know, nobody's going to do that. No expert government tactician is going to be like oh yeah let's let's have the joker yeah, do this in our plan the joker yeah. that's no. a good idea yeah exactly like he doesn't give a fuck <laughs> if you blow his head up that's not motivation for him the rest of the people yeah it is um but yeah i mean it's i think it is kind of a wait and see um i think the last thing that's uh well so i'll give you i'll give you guys a choice who which which you'd prefer to talk about for our last little spot we can either talk daredevil or we can touch on Kevin Feige's feedback to Sony after he first saw The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, That's funny. I was going to bring that up earlier. It's you, pretty... You read his notes and it's like, fuck. I wish they would have done that. Yeah. Because his notes are like, oh my God, that would have been an amazing movie. It's it's <laughs> he And, and it, it gives you kind of more confidence that they will get the character right no. in uh, in the new in the new Spider-Man franchise with him kind of at the helm. Well, and I liked, I really like the idea that they're casting a young actor to yes. grow into the role. Well, and I think, you know, they're playing the long game here where it's like, you know, Spider-Man, as far as like moving past phase three, Spider-Man's probably your best bet to build a franchise around because if you, if you look at, you know, Captain America, Chris Evans' contract is up. He has said that he is open to the possibility of staying as Captain America, but I don't think he wants to be doing, you know, movies back to back as Captain America like he has been, you know, with only getting the chance to do one non-Marvel movie in the last f- six years. I mean, that's kind of crazy. And, and he wants to be directing and stuff like that. So I I think that Spider-Man is your best bet, you know, for, for your future lineup past phase three and to kind of bring in a lot of these other characters that they are, you know, apparently going to be centered around like Bucky as possibly Captain America um, you know, and other other long term characters. You don't think they'll do Falcon of the sort? Um, I, I I don't think Falcon will take over as Captain America. No, I, I think honestly it will be Bucky. Um, however, it could totally be Falcon. I just I'll be honest. I'm kind of pulling for the Falcon now. I'm. I think I'd like it. I'd rather see Bucky. 
I, I kind of would rather see Bucky. I, and, and maybe even like nobody takes over as Captain America. Maybe it's just a completely different Avengers group and you've got Winter Soldier and Falcon and neither one of them. That may work with the more cosmic level they're going to, too. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, and so, but, but moving into Phase 3, I don't think that they're quite at the level yet where the Falcon or, or Winter Soldier could carry a movie. But I think that Spider-Man no matter who the actor is playing him, can absolutely carry the Avengers movies into, into Phase 4 and beyond. Sure. Um, but, I mean, do you guys want to hear what what the Kevin Feige's notes were on, on Amazing Spider-Man 2? Yeah, I haven't heard them. You haven't heard them? Okay, so basically we'll just go down the list here. These are just basically bullet points as, as he's watching the movie, and this is before it went out. This was kind of the notes he sent back to the studio, like, hey, here's some tweaks I would make before releasing it if I were you. Uh, first one, there are too many storylines, and we need to choose which ones we are focusing on and lift out the other ones, i.e. could reduce the father arc or uh, to just Roosevelt, so the, the train station where he discovers the, the little thing. So basically take out the airplane scene and all the other weird hidden shit with his dad and just have that and, and be good with it. Um, could cut out the plane crash and Richard destroying spiders and start, and start on armored car. So the the that scene right after the airplane scene where you know the rhino has that armored car or whatever and yeah. the super fun exciting scene with Spider Man there that I fucking loved, um, and don't don't start with Spider Man let the danger and stakes t- so if you do you know if you did start with the rhino armored car scene don't start with Spider Man let the danger and stakes to New York City build first and then have Spider Man enter the scene heroically. Um, tone down Paul Giamatti performance so he seems a bit more menacing and less cartoonish. Um, if you cut Richard from the opening and the plane crash, maybe you could instead do Harry coming home and seeing Norman at the top of the movie as a cold open. Um, so he's kind of got two ideas for the, the intro, you know, like have, have Harry and his dad kind of introduced at the beginning or maybe even before the credits, roll the credits and then do the, the, uh, the car the armored car scene um, really love electro feels like you may not need the scene in his apartment, which makes him seem completely crazy and hard to relate to. Not a bad point there. I agree. Um, although I did kind of enjoy the scene. Like the craziness was kind of fun. It's just, they only had yeah. that one scene. And so it was a little weird and out of place. Yeah. I agree. I've it's never seen it. I think I slept through it. Well, oh. fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that, that the eel goes in his mouth instead of burrowing. You see it glow within him. So when he gets his powers inside that tank, the eel kind of goes inside of his mouth and, and sort of goes inside his body. And gives him the oh powers. shit. I need to watch this movie. There's an eel. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, you should watch it <laughs> need to set up the power plant earlier visually so at the end when they're all of a sudden at that fucking power plant having the fight yeah, sort of have that displayed earlier so that it's not just like oh okay and now there's this power plant just a random yeah super plant. and like conveniently high towered power plant so Spider-Man can sing yeah. around this is super weird um, this is ruining the movie for me it kind of is and I still like <laughs> when I watch that movie I just pay attention to the Spider-Man scenes and the Peter and Gwen scenes and I'm fine um, so and then seems like the movie switches point of views a lot why are we in Max's POV during the car chase uh, worth looking at this playing out from Spider-Man's point of view instead of Max's um, which is a good, good point there. There could be a better way to reveal that Peter is missing graduation. Maybe when you cut Gwen, you, you cut to the wide shot. So when, when he's on the phone with Gwen, they're at graduation, he's not there or whatever, you know, kind of 
going back and forth between the few, showing that he's that he's missing it right now. Um, tiny note: Don't think Peter would lie to Gwen about sirens. Maybe he just downplays it. So when he's on the phone with her, you know, and he, there's a car yeah. chase, and she's like, "Are those sirens?" And he's like, "No, of course not," or whatever. I mean, if she already knows he's Spider-Man, he's, you know, just downplay it a little That's bit, make true. it seem less serious. Why would he need to lie to her? Exactly. Um, Stan Lee cameo. Maybe need a little more emphasis on Peter here trying to get out of his costume and not be seen. Set up a little more pressure uh, of the principal getting closer and closer to calling his name. So they're calling names on graduation. You kind of see Peter like taking off the mask, taking off the uniform instead of just swinging in and then and a second later he's there. Um... Instead of the ghost of Captain Stacy can just have or can just hear the voice in Peter's head and maybe flash back to the last movie. I don't think Captain Stacy um, should be added into the car chase. So like when he's that weird car chase and he looks over and he sees her dad's yeah. face in the car. Yeah. yeah. Super fucking weird. Um, it is very out of place. Right. Um, I'm not prepped for this conversation at all. I don't remember any Jesus. Of this. Yeah, <laughs> Matt. Matt's opposed to all of it, and he's just he's just nodding in silent no, agreement. I'm very, I, I, every single point he makes, I'm like, those guys are total jerks for ruining my favorite hero. Yeah. Uh, let's see the next you one. Have slept through it. Harry's. So Harry's story it was feels a good nap time. <laughs> <laughs> the seats were comfortable where I went. Okay. There you go. Uh, Harry's story feels like the main plot of the movie. Peter should look into the past because of Harry, maybe find some photos of them together as kids, use the obsession wall that he had in the movie more to set up this part of his past and not just what happened to his parents. Um, Not sure what Peter learns at Roosevelt is entirely correct. We're distracted by the idea that Peter became Spider-Man because of his father's blood. All this special story with his super scientist dad fights with the idea that Peter is a normal kid from Queens who becomes the greatest superhero in the world, which I think is the most valid point of the, of the entire thing. Yes. Like he could be anybody, but you make him only that specific person by having the storyline of, Oh, it could only be Peter because it's in his family's blood and his dad's a super scientist and he was also a spy and whatever, you know, like it does take away from the appeal of Spider-Man. Yeah. That's you know? true. Um, Andrew's performance is all over the place a lot of crying and then a lot of mania hard to track him emotionally sometimes it undermines his reaction to Gwen's death because he gets upset and emotional a lot pretty fair point although I I kind of enjoyed his performance I mean he's supposed to be like a teenager just yeah, in college yeah that's what I was thinking he's a teenager he's going to be emotional and not know how to handle yeah. well, and that's, I mean, this stuff historically and, and Matt can probably speak to this a little more than I can Historically, Peter Parker has been a fairly emotional character up and down a lot, you know? Um, as far as teenage Peter Parker goes, or, you know, no, college No, I would Parker. say Peter's pretty solid guy. He, sorry, yeah, I always talk away so close, talk so far away. <laughs> He's a pretty solid guy. I mean, he, he gets moments where he gets down, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have that mania that he's referring to. There's no, like... Yeah, that's crying or like freaking out or anything. Like he'll get down, but he gets quiet and pensive when he gets upset or sad about something. He doesn't. You don't really see Peter being a manic character. Yeah, he that's that's a fair a point. Down. Yeah, no. He, Usually he's just like happy or sad or you know. Kinda he's still Spider-Man when he's way. Peter Parker, and he's still got that solid character built into Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. And he's just a be when he be when he's Spider-Man, he can sort of act. 
sort of has his like super ego jumping out and like you know making the wisecracks and being the yeah. anyway. So yeah, yeah I yeah. I th- I think his I think Kevin's point on that is a hundred percent on point. Uh, and I did like Andrew Garfield's performance. I like I think he's a good Spider Man. I wouldn't mind seeing him continue. I mean, we won't. But I wish. I wish he at least got a third movie. You know. But at the same time, I'm glad that it was back at Marvel. Um, let's see. Don't like the idea that May tells Peter his parents were spies because two seconds later he finds out that they're not and it again fights with the idea that he's an ordinary kid. Uh, like the idea that May finds out he's Spider-Man, finds his costume instead of just the Rosemary Harris wink-wink all the time. Also kind of like that. You know, the, that, that was a fun scene where they're like... Are you just really confused? Yes, I miss so much of God this damn. movie. I'm disappointed, Mitch. I haven't watched it since because I don't want to pay the money to see it after I saw it in theaters. I gave my money to the theater. I fell asleep. You can borrow it from me. And or me. I have it on Blu-ray. Yes, I am. Yeah, I wasn't going to pay any more money to see it after that because I bought it. It came out on my birthday, and yeah. I was excited. I wore a Spider-Man shirt to go watch it. There you I go. too. And yeah, then I, I fell asleep. Um, I think I did too. Boring <laughs> as shit, and I just I really enjoyed just the the fun of him being Spider Man. I think that's the one thing that they captured really well is oh, that I he agree. did enjoy being. Spider-Man. It caught my attention at the beginning. Mm. I mean that that the beginning scene, scene was amazing, and because I'm like, he does wisecrack. Oh yeah, I'm like, you're like Fuck that's yeah. my Spider Man. He's like all over the fucking car and shit. I yeah. loved that. Oh, um, completely. And then it just lost me at the middle, and yeah. It was no, hard to I follow don't even sometimes. I think I've seen it all. Um, let's see here. So, kind of like the morgue, but hate the dancing mortician. Cliche. Um, are you using visual effects to show how Electro is traveling from one point to another? You know, bursts of electricity, things like that, when he goes through like the power lines. Um, need to underscore the capture of Goblin and more sirens as you linger on the clock. 121, 122 a.m. Just a nice touch. Uh, surveillance scene should be about following Harry, not Peter. No one should be following Peter, which is accurate. You know, the dudes in the fucking van, they're like looking in there, like curious about Peter. Like it should not be about him at all. Nobody gives a fuck about Peter. He's an ordinary kid, you know, um, can electro hum itsy bitsy spider before he plays it electronically. Maybe we can use this again, which, you know, like in that final scene when that shit, yeah, it'd be kind of another nice touch. Or um, just skip that altogether. Yeah. That. Very unnecessary. <laughs> it's unnecessary, but it's kind of fun, you know? Yeah, I don't need it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Maybe undercut the ending montage and hearing Gwen's speech with someone going into special effects and revealing more Easter eggs and see that Rhino case has been broken into and the suit is missing. Great way of transitioning into the Rhino ending. Totally agree. Because um, that was just kind of out of nowhere. Or bypass. Yeah, for the Rhino ear. Bypass Oscorp behind Sinister Six altogether yeah. and let there be villains on their own accord. Yeah. And this, yeah. Um, this one is kind of interesting. Uh, just simple note. Don't need Aunt May in the kitchen. Sure. Speaks, I mean, pretty much speaks for itself. Like, hey, let's try to not use a lot of stereotypes. Um, Spider-Man. Whatever, she belongs in the kitchen. <laughs> Doesn't she? <laughs> At least according to Elisa. Someone's yeah. got to make Peter his wheat cakes. I guess. <laughs> he needs his lunch. His eggs, god damn it. <laughs> wheat cakes, I'm just guys. kidding. I, I agree. No, yeah. Um, Spider-Man needs to feel more directly responsible for preventing the planes from crashing, which 
I think, you know, I think that's accurate. Like, it's it's great, you know, like the heroics of like you know the the people who made it happen while Spider Man was fighting Electro. But I think that it is a Spider Man movie. Spider Man should kind of be the center of the heroics, even though it is about the people. Like, it should be something that involves Spider Man a little more than it does because that's the point of the movie. Um, and then don't show New Yorkers looting. Hmm. I, I, it's another thing, like, since New York is sort of a character in Spider-Man fiction, hmm. it is, you know, like, it should be a city that he loves and, and is worth saving. So I think looting does kind of take away from that, especially in a city now that has less crime than it's ever had. Sure. But those are good notes. I mean, it shows why Kevin Feige is in the position he is. That's true. Well, it gives it gives high hopes for another Spider-Man film to come out that's going to be something that will have substance and, you know. Yes. People like me won't watch it and be like, oh, my God. <laughs> another asleep. ruining. Mitch won't fall favorite. asleep. Matt won't cry over <laughs> his childhood. I, won't, I know. It's, it happens all far too frequently. <laughs> it does. It does. Um, Is there so? Are there any other topics or or discussions or questions you guys wanted to bring up before we uh, before we sign it off here? We should talk about Agents of Shield. No, nope. we should, but right some now. people are. Oh, I'm talking up. after we're done oh, recording. Okay, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we can take five minutes to just no, talk about Agents of. You're Shield. just giving him. You're just giving him editing work right now, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> well then be caught up on agents of shield you son of a bitch i hey i i really like you guys can spoil it spoil it for me but i think that you know Matt's we've, we've been talking up, long though. enough i don't that, want to spoil it for matt yep oh man all right I've well been going crazy for weeks <laughs> we'll we'll talk about it a little after off the air um but yeah i mean that's i think that's about it for this episode Anyone? Anything else to add? Any final words to send the people off with? Excelsior. Uh, we lost our rocket. Oh, yeah. She just kind of left without saying goodbye. So I've got my sign off. We determined this last week. Drink your whiskey straight. Which I did. Unless you're Iceman, then you can drink your whiskey gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that, too. <laughs> <laughs>